Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Like my friend, Neely Piazza, don't feed kibble. What's up, Neils? Not much. How about you? Oh, you know what? Just, you know, living the dream. I'm living the dream, (laughs) trying to change some mindsets. And sometimes people are not very nice to me. (laughs) Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you there. Moy, I don't I don't get it. You know, if they don't want the answer, why are they asking the question? Yeah, but here's what the thing is, Niels. Why why we I I don't understand it. We are trying our best to give information to lead people down a path where their dogs can be or their cats can be the healthiest. And yeah, why that makes people mad, I don't know. I um, don't either. I mean, what do we have to gain by giving them wrong information? Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. We just want them to think. And I don't know. Do you think that that makes people mad? Yeah, probably. But probably <laughs> that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Now, let me just say this. We have lots of great customers. You have great, you know, we all have lots of great customers. And I think as as Rick tries to remind me, he's like, in the world, it is a small minority of people that are loud and unappreciative and negative and nasty. But- yeah, I agree with that. It's like, but you know, one bad apple spoils a whole bunch. You can be having a, a great day and talk to 10 or 15 amazing people and and one jerk. And then your whole day is just down the toilet. And it's just, it's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really weird. I mean, I just got a text from, um, our driver, Becca, who uh, she's not just our driver. I mean, she works very hard in the warehouse, as all of our people do to make sure that people are getting these fabulous species appropriate diet. But she goes, I love our customers. Somebody had brought her a big old uh, tin of cookies. And, and that was very nice. See? It, yeah. Yeah. Just what we were saying. There's there's a the vast majority are fa- fantastic people. Right. So I, you know, it's like, well, but, but my, my vet said that this prescription diet was the best and my dog was going to die if I ate raw dog food. Okay. But your vet's an idiot. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I mean, seriously, how much common sense does it take to, to work that one out on your own? I mean, come on. My vet said that my dog needs this new MRNA rabies shot. Oh my God. That's just one more reason to not get a rabies shot or any kind of shot for that matter. Oh my gosh. Are there positive reasons why you would want this type of technology? No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. There's nothing positive about any of that stuff. And to add it to a rabies? Yeah. we're gonna I, have- I haven't figured out what, well, I haven't dug into that, but I haven't figured out what the ulterior motive there is. 
Oh, come but, on. It's called cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. No, I think, it's more, I think it's more than that. We're way past the whole money thing at this point. Well, that's if true. It was, that's if it true. was just about if it was just about money, we wouldn't it'd be it'd look different. This is different. But, you know, I think we do have more vaccine hesitancy, as they are calling it, or ma- maybe we should change that wording to vaccine smartness, awareness. We awareness. Got you. We, we, you we, we, we've caught on, you know, Um um, you know, I always think, well, maybe if if uh, there's some hesitancy out there in the peeps, uh, the one place you can find very little hesitancy is in the dog dog world and the cat world and, the, you know, whatever else they're uh, putting those in. It's not good. Mm-mm. Well, how long have I been yelling from the rooftops that all vaccines are evil? Oh, you MRNA got smacked. or not. You got smacked upside the head. You, you're a, you're. What was that comment? It was. Stay in they, my lane. Yes, that was it. Stay in your lane. The well, vaccines are the, the biggest. Was, they're, they're like, okay, so, uh, yeah, I don't agree with over vaccinating dogs and all that, but people are completely different, and she doesn't know what she's talking about. People, so she should stay in her lane. I'm like, uh, okay, so how is one different from the other? common sense people how is one different from the other and if they're if they're if they're dangerous in one how are they not dangerous in the other i mean seriously because i think there's a concept that they're two separate entities a very smart nutritionist um sitting in some room figuring this stuff out (laughs) and it'd be that'd be kind of cool we could go on a hunt for those people i don't know if we'd Never find them, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that would be a, a fruitless uh, endeavor. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, not a good one at all. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we are gonna we are gonna talk more about that uh, in upcoming podcast. Um, probably this week, I'll talk about it a little bit with Dr. Jasek. I mean, she was just like, "What? What will they come up with next?" and uh, there's a new article out about they really are coming down hard, which I don't think they could come down hard enough on Dr. Anthony um, Fakey Fauci um, of, of the horrid tests that he's done on animals, the pain he's inflicted on animals, the distress he's inflicted on animals. I mean, I mean, not that it's okay at all, but, there wasn't even a point to what he was doing. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what kind of people do that? It's, uh, it's so. Psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good one. That, that is a good one. Um, But anyway, let's let's talk a little bit more about what customers are asking today. And they're asking of you uh neely because you have all those degrees and all the certifications <laughs> and all this knowledge and so we're going to tap into that knowledge a little bit today first going to be a very basic question very basic question i answered this on the podcast yesterday but i want to see what your take is on it okay if you okay. have a puppy that is eating kibble would you 
recommend a puppy eat? Well, first of all, okay, I got that part, but would you recommend mixing a raw meaty bone in with the kibble? What say you, Neely? No. Thank God we were in line on that. Well, you know, I'm totally anti-mixing anyway. And why in the heck would you feed a puppy kibble? That's like, I mean, if you obviously know better and you're trying to give it real food, why would you still give it kibble? That's like the worst thing in the world you can give a puppy. Started out toxic. That's a good idea. When it's, when it's growing and in the, in the, um, fastest growing phase of its life and and you're feeding it synthetic toxic stuff why why would you do that why would you do that and no definitely don't mix it you want to you want a dog that's gonna have a messed up gut and screwed up ph and um diarrhea and constipation and horribly messed up calcium phosphorus levels and uh, no uh uh-uh. so, talk about pick a lane pick a lane <laughs> you go, pick a lane <laughs> um well and and you know my, my my worry is always you know look the ph isn't correct enough to be able to handle or or could be dangerous well, even with robots. yeah bones. exactly i mean if you're exactly i mean they're not going to be able to, they're um, going to be too alkaline. They're not going to be able to digest that bone. Um, so it's either going to end up being dangerous or at best um, not absorbed, not affect, or, you know, not available one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. Let's them do that. Let's don't do that. Um, what now? I would just say uh, let's don't do uh, kibble. But if you're going to do kibble, let's don't do the raw meaty bones. Find something else for them to chew on. Um, well, if you're going to do kibble, go listen to another podcast because you're not going to get any <clears throat> um, kudos from us. I don't know. Do you think that kibble uh, people are listening? Uh, well, if somebody asks you that, apparently they are. Right. All they right, may so, not be after that. <laughs> right. Um, another another question that came in was this. What's the matter with preservatives? Again, common sense, people. <laughs> okay, but, but this was a real question. Well, what kind of preservatives and what kind of food? What are they talking about specifically? Canned food. Canned food. Well, preservatives, all preservatives are toxic because they're chemicals that inhibit putrefication of food. So that just leads to more toxicity in the food, let alone the preservative itself. I mean, I... My my brain just can't even compute that as a legitimate question. <laughs> I mean, what? we're gonna have a button now. We're gonna say not it. It's not legitimate. This is not a legitimate question. I'm sorry. We're going to delete you at the mm-hmm. moment. Bing. Engage, engage brain. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, maybe they to- meant maybe they maybe they meant like 
like they say, mixed decafferols and vitamin E and things like that, or, or natural preservatives, maybe that's what they meant. Um, okay, but are natural preservatives better than just preservatives? No, because they're not really natural. Because you know, Afco to according to Afco, natural doesn't mean natural. I um, and you have to spend what is it like seven hundred dollars to buy the book of definitions, and it changes every year. Um, <laughs> but we know it doesn't. They just make stuff up, right? But we know it doesn't mean what you think it means. It's a it's a leading, um, um, it infers something that it's not and they don't work because they go rancid and they're not really natural to start with. So, so there, there you go. go. <laughs> so there you go. Um, I, I like that idea of, of a button though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember the gong show? Yeah. Gong. <laughs> dong, dong. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like when people uh, email us and they say, what dry dog food would you recommend? <laughs> next. Next. We've got to go to the next. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah. All right. So I do have um, another question. The dog supposedly had stones. Was perfectly fine. A four-year-old dog was fine. And then all of a sudden it wakes up one day and it cannot pee. They go to the vet and the vet does an MRI and says, this dog has stones. So they go in and it's an intact male. Um, they decide to flush the stones back into the bladder, I think is what she said. Because um, they were tiny and just blocking the urethra. Yeah. And then. Um, well, so I, there's two different types of bladder stones. There's one kind that's uh, uh, dissolvable and one kind that's not. One kind you have to remove, remove surgically and one kind you can uh, dissolve with the, uh, but you have to monitor pH very, very closely. Now, um, what was she feeding? This was the question that I had was what, what, what were you feeding? Um, and the, it was commercial raw. Okay, so uh, first the dog was on um, Primal, and then it was on Small Batch. And when we pull up those, I mean, certainly both of those have lots and lots and lots of stuff in them. Now, well, so again, you know, I say this over and over again: if you're going to feed commercial raw, you might as well feed kibble because it's. All that marketing hype have to meet AFCO standards, which, like I just said earlier, they change the definitions every year. You, you never know what they are. They're all arbitrary. Um, all of the all of the values are um, nonsensical and they're not pertinent to raw. They don't mean anything. Um, they're all based on synthetic nutrients, kibble-fed dogs, and um, incredibly faulty studies so then the numbers are basically meaningless a lot of times those foods the actual the majority of things that they say are in it are not incredibly terrible in and of themselves but they're putting all those extra things in there to meet those standards which totally throws everything off so you have like huge unnatural amounts of 
one thing and deficient amounts of other things and it's it's just a it's just a mess so if something says that it's formulated to meet afco standards you do not want that period you don't want it and anything that has any kind of oil fish oil sunflower oil safflower oil coconut oil any of those any kind of oil in the food you don't want that anything added uh any kind of uh vitamin supplement or like vitamin E or vitamin D or um any kind of amino acid or anything like that if that's on the label it's synthetic it's having to be added back in for one reason or another and if it's an amino acid it's added back in because there's not enough real meat in there which should tell you something and also you don't know um if something's been HPP'd or irradiated or how it's been treated a lot of times it's next to impossible to find those things out I wouldn't I wouldn't feed anything that was labeled complete and balanced or meets AFCO standards I would I wouldn't touch it okay so I'm gonna kind of give you the backstory on 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 this in a second but I want to ask you a question about the dog was obviously neutered and they did this um, stone uh, wash and removal or however they did that. Um, He was sent home on a Rimadil and Clavamox. Now I've talked to, um, you know, Dr. Andy about Rimadil, which is a non-steroidal, uh, medication, obviously, which is an NSAID, which we know can cause gut issues and liver yeah. toxicity and all that kind of stuff. It's it's like, for lack of a better word, it's like doggy Advil. I mean, it's not really, but it's it's a non-steroidal, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory for pain for surgery, which just give them some Arnica and Hypericum and it works better. It's completely non-toxic, no side effects. The Remedil um, causes all sorts of uh, joint problems and cartilage issues. And um, if it eats cartilage in joints, you know it is going to be damaging to the gut lining. Um, I think it can cause um, uh, stomach ulcers too. And then Clavamox just destroys everything. So, I mean... There's a whole lot better options, and uh, most likely they wouldn't even need wouldn't even need anything. Okay, from that. All right. So another piece to this is that she was told by her her vet that this cysteine urea um, was due to his breed basically was that was genetic to this breed uh which is a irish terrier now what what do you think about that term is genetic to the breed and what yeah. we've seen i i don't really buy it i mean there there are some instances where some breeds are more prone to some things just because of 
um, you know, like, like goldens are so prone to bad skin and allergy issues and stuff like that. It's because they're overbred. Genetics are not the be all end all. You can always, well, I won't say always, but you can pretty much almost always override that with, um, proper nutrition and, uh, limiting toxicity, toxic exposure. So. Got it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think, I think this dog, um, you know, is pretty healthy from, from what she said. I mean, he was fed kibble by his breeder when he was a puppy and then she got him at four months at four months. And now he's four years at four months. She started him on the commercial diet. Um, he did have his puppy shots, but from there, she started tighter testing. Uh, he's not on heartworm or flea and tick. So that's, that's great. So it, she yeah, was, that's really good. Yeah. So that's really, really good. Um, so on the supplements, what she's actually looking for is to help him in this recovery. So he's been on Clavamox. He's been on Remedil. He's gone through surgery. Um, I, I really don't know whether, um, she is uh, moving over to a pure raw diet, which is what I obviously we would like to see. Um, but let's assume that she is. Let's assume that she's going to move over to a pure raw diet, get away from all of the stuff that's in the commercial uh, raw. What other things would you add to that regimen to help this dog now that he's come out of the surgery with these type of medications? Maybe gut soothe, bone broth, trachea and duck feet. I would stay away from, again, depending on the, the stone thing, you know, so normally appropriate veg is dark leafy greens and things like that. But a lot of those are high in oxalates. So you don't, you don't want to do that and you would not want to do um like the green rover or anything like that maybe phytoplankton um what what about the easy peasy do you like the easy peasy for urinary tract health i mean this is one by adored beast where if they've had issues it helps support the body's defense against reoccurring bladder and urinary infections so it it supports bladder health and the creation of an environment that discourages crystal formation. Well, there you go. So, yeah. And you could do it. You could do the easy peasy protocol. Now there, there's three different things in there uh, in the easy peasy protocol. Uh, pretty easy, but you can do it um, three or four times a year. If you have a dog that has reoccurring urinary tract or bladder or crystal formation. However, if you're doing a kibble diet, if you're doing processed foods, uh, do you need to stop those? <laughs> right? We need to stop those. We can't be doing the kibble, the processed foods, and all the junk, and just um, add the supplement. A digestive enzyme for a little while. Okay. Oh, uh, apple cider vinegar. Okay. Now, people can get crazy with the apple cider vinegar, so how much apple cider vinegar? And this is for... And help and stabilize pH. Um, 
I don't know. A tablespoon, maybe? Or a teaspoon? How much? Yeah. How big is a dog? What'd you say was an Irish Terrier? Yeah. So he's like 30-ish, 35-ish pounds? Sure. So, yeah, teaspoon. Can you maybe. take, you personally, can you personally stand the smell of vinegar, apple cider vinegar? Can you, could you take a teaspoon into your own <laughs> mouth without anything else? Not by itself, no, I can But I know a couple of people that that do or that can that love it. <laughs> I cannot stand. I I think, I think I hate apple cider vinegar more than I do liver. I really do. <laughs> I just you know like any kind of salsa, anything that has like Tabasco or anything like that that has vinegar in it, and my husband loves that stuff. So I like vinegar. I couldn't do it straight, but. I like vinegary stuff. I'm like, you need to sit on the other side of the table, like way over there, if you're going to put that on your eggs, because <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my total appetite. I just can't. I just <laughs> cannot. And you know what? I relate it back to. So when I was in like grade school, I totally remember the school had so many windows, and they would clean that with vinegar. Oh. And that smell. So you associate the smell of vinegar with being in school? I don't know. I liked school. I mean, you know, I was in music. I was in theater. I was one of those peeps. But yeah. um, but uh, I just, that smell just gagged me to no end. I was just like. <laughs> well, at least they weren't using stuff with toxic fumes like they do now. I know, right? So I should appreciate that. That's I, right. You should. You know, one of the suggestions that you had given uh, to one of our um, customers whose dog had that big lump, the big, you know, massive thing on their lip. And you recommended that they combine the turkey tail liquid with the immunity mushroom uh, powder. And also the, I think you did the, the remedy. Yeah, the, the remedy, remedy CBD. Yeah, remedy CBD, which we don't sell, and the the results were amazing. Uh, That's the, awesome. The reduction was incredible. We need to put those pictures out there. But so what happened was he started out first on just the turkey tail liquid for about a week or so. And he was like, "Yeah, this isn't really working." And that's when I contacted you, and you said, "Well." Let's put the immunity in there and the CBD. And two weeks later, boom, it was just like, bam. Uh, That's awesome. Really, really came down. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see like these fatty lymphomas and, and things like that, that, that are on dogs that we see a lot, you know, like stuff's trying to get out of their skin. If yeah. They put so lipomas are, are uh, stagnation and damp, damp stagnation and, um fat metabolism so um rita's got some really good herbal protocols for for lipomas so say that again a lipoma it's, is a stagnation of it's a it's a damp stagnation and an inability to metabolize fats and the problem with them is you have to you, you have to shrink them slowly because what do fats store? Fats store toxins. So if you do something really aggressive and uh, shrink it really fast, all those toxins get released and it makes the dog sick because um, they have to process all that stuff 
through the kidneys and liver and excrete it and all that. So you want it to go at a slow, go down slow and steady at a rate where the body can actually um, deal with the toxins that it is releasing. But the problem with taking them out surgically is you don't fix the problem that's causing them to form in the first place. So, um, you know, it's like taking out the trash, but, uh, you just start filling it back up again. So, so what, so in, and we're talking about Rita Hogan, the, and not the the canine herbalist, it's just canine herbalist. Um, (laughs) A canine herbalist. Yeah. She is uh, 18 Yeah, I saw that. Right. Um, you know, it's so amazing to me when you really learn about the body, right? You learn about digestion. You learn about stagnation. You learn about heating and cooling the body. You learn about food energetics, right? Yeah. And then you then you see a prescription or a kibble diet and you're like. It breaks all the rules. I mean, yeah. right. You know, it does. It, it's exactly the exactly opposite of what actually works. And even the 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 pharmaceutical stuff, right? So yeah. not not that there are not some um, reasons that we would use a certain antibiotic or a certain steroid for a certain period of time, maybe. Uh, but by and large. What did we do before all that stuff came around? And I know back to that whole comment that you needed to stay in your lane. You didn't need to talk about vaccines because vaccines, the best thing in the, in the modern history of saving lives. I mean, this is what was said um, when we were talking about vaccines, but really when you study about it, uh, that, that narrative is not really true. It's a, it's a big lie. There's nothing about vaccine science or the vaccine narrative that is true. If you look at, the real science, the real results, um, the real history of vaccines and a vaccine production and theory and um, uh, studies and results and all that stuff. It's it, it's exactly the opposite of what you would think. Same as same as uh, um, viral science. Viral science is a total hoax. I mean, what, what science? viral science oh viral i think you said barrel and i was like what is barrel science no. oh, viral yeah viral yeah i mean it's a it, the whole germ theory is a total a total hoax i mean and it that's the the sad thing is the information's out there and it's not really even all that hard to find it's it's just just right below you can scratch the surface and find it it's been proven over and over and over and over and over again that uh, vaccines don't work, they're not safe, and that viruses aren't real. I mean, it, it, it's all over the place. All you have to do is l- look. I mean, I <laughs> I don't know why there's even a debate uh, or argument about it. it. It's like ridiculously obvious. Well, and and I still hear this even in in um, you know people that I would would think would kind of maybe know better, no but better. I yeah, but but I hear this. Well, um, it's dogma. It's just totally indoctrinated dogma. The whole Spanish flu thing. They couldn't. There's all there's all types of uh, instances where they've taken someone sick 
and tried to quote unquote make somebody else sick. Um, and it doesn't work. It's never worked. Um, they can't make it work. Um, they did it with polio. They did it with uh, any number of um, other other quote unquote diseases, and they they can't make it work. Um, so we know it doesn't uh, contagion doesn't work that way. And then people say, well, what's going on then? What what what's the answer? It's like, well, just because you know something is wrong doesn't mean you know what is right and we don't know specifically what is right because nobody's been able to look into it because everybody's been stuck on the wrong for so long but the most obvious thing is um and well it's like chicken pox parties too you know right so um in in those instances you know you might have three out of five or six kids that actually get sick but all of them don't so couldn't be it couldn't be that specific if all of them aren't sick but the common denominator is everyone has been exposed to the same environment so if they've been exposed to each other they've been exposed to the same environment so the most obvious thing is um, the toxic load in a specific toxin, which is basically what sickness is, the quote unquote sickness is really the healing. The symptom is really the body healing itself. So, uh, um, you know, you don't have the answers to everything, but like I said, it's because it, it's not been allowed to be studied specifically. But we also know that there's definite electromagnetic back and forth between people you know like like somebody's laughing it, it makes you laugh or if somebody yawns it makes you yawn that it, that kind of thing so there's definitely electrical signals that pass from one person to another so if you have if you have a sick frequency that can definitely be passed to another person but it's not a bug it's not some sort of unseen dangerous mutating non-living dead thing and that's the other thing about viruses but even even by their definition a virus is um, genetic material wrapped in a protein coat it's not a living organism it's just a a thing and it's basically debris so anyway we could get all in all into a lot of that but uh, just make people think i'm more crazier than they already do Well, that's okay, because we're hopefully going to have Dr. Thomas Cowan on the podcast now. So we're very excited about that. Um, I think that could be controversial, but I'm not afraid of controversy, right? I'm not. It's like we said in the beginning, people, people need to think, need to make people think. Right. Because I don't want to be a victim of what I've said is happening out there, right? Even if there are ideas that I am not accustomed to. There are protocols that I am not accustomed to. I want to hear from people like Dr. Thomas Cowan, who have done the studies, who have run the test, who have challenged the narrative, right? Oh, he has challenged lots of narratives. He's like, I don't know, he's brilliant. Yeah, you wouldn't so, know it. To, you wouldn't really know it, but he—he's pretty phenomenal. 
Yeah. And so I'm, I'm hoping that he will uh, come on and talk to us a little bit so that we can change the mindset about how we nourish ourselves, how we nourish our pets, how we um, create problems for ourselves by poisoning ourselves in ways that we think that we are helping, but we're actually poisoning. Um, you know, that that is such a, I mean, think about what has happened, Niels, over the past uh, couple of years with this vaccine. And we've seen so many people die, so many people crippled, these incredible blood clots that are not blood at all, just this weird stuff that's going on. And none of these people would have taken that vaccine had they really thought this was poisoning my body or could lead to an explosion of cancer or an explosion of inflammation or an explosion of neurological symptoms. Nobody would have done that. But if we think that we are nourishing the body by doing something, we're just killing ourselves without knowing it and our pets. Well, yeah. And I, and, and so I, I really do hope that, that we'll get uh, him on the podcast, but, um, but in the meantime, folks, you can work with Neely Piazza. If your dog is coming out of surgery, if your dog has had, um, some chronic problems and you want to explore ways that you can support the system as it begins to heal, or you want to look at ways that you can get out of the body's way so it can heal. Yeah. Um, that's the big one right there. Just right get there. out of the way. Right. Um, and sometimes we are fearful of getting out of the way because in some ways it might signal that we don't care or that we're being negligent or, you know, something along that line. Um, but, but you need somebody to support you while you're going through that, that can help you maybe see it a different way. Um, so that's where Neely Piazza comes in. You can find Neely Piazza where on our experts page. You just fill out that um, that sheet right there. And I would encourage you to get going now. Uh, prices for Neely will increase uh, upon the new year. So get in there right now. You're still going to get a discount through Raw Dog Food and Company, but get over there and uh, you can work with Neely. If you have questions that you would like for us to answer here on the podcast, uh, send those either through the chat on the website at rawdogfoodandco.com. You can email us at info at rawdogfoodandco.com as well. All right. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet. That is so important. Commercial raw dog foods are not necessarily what we're talking about here at, on a pure raw diet, right? And we don't, uh, we're not going to recommend any kibble at all. So um, no need to send us that question. Okay, guys, because here <laughs> at Raw Dog Food and Company, your pet's health is our business and friends, don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Bye, Niels. Bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.